This week, I want to talk all about how your blog or business can impact your relationship with your partner, and even the opposite, how your relationship with your partner can impact your blog or your business. And the very first person I thought of to have this conversation with for this episode was Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, and she is a clinical psychologist and couples therapist based here in Ottawa. And she also has a really awesome Instagram account, Dr.TracyD, where she shares information that just speaks to the soul of women with children or women who are in the corporate space. She really does target the women, the female audience and some of the unique challenges that we have. So I have brought her on here today and I want to just jump right in because there was so much goodness in this episode. Welcome to Mom Blogging Unplugged, where we go behind the scenes on all the things that people won't tell you about this crazy mom blogging world. I'm your host, Erica. I'm a mom of two, marketing expert, blogger behind Mumbreak, and lover of all things deep fried. I think that this world of mom blogging is a bit too cagey, so I am going to bring on guests for you who will answer all the tough questions and things that people don't usually talk about. I want to help take your blog to the next level by giving you the real information without beating around the bush. Everything you say just touches my soul. (laughs) Well, let's just start recording our podcast right now because I feel like... (laughs) actually that's and it's so funny because one of the things and I think I've told you this before is that everything you say and write it's like speaking to me yeah everything how do you know so good you should be in marketing (laughs) okay guys this is Tracy hi we're here we're here I'm so glad to be here thank you for inviting me onto your podcast thank you for chucking out to the suburbs yes to come visit me and do this in person we are sitting in my living room and she is on a chair so graciously covered in my son's drool from this morning for her and she doesn't care at all that's how relatable I find you and approachable you are right well hey my children did that on my clothes already this morning and I just had to get changed to get out the door (laughs) just wipe off the drool puke things they throw at you but if you see me on Saturday or Sunday around the neighborhood it is in you know my mom gear of being comfortable with my kids and movement and just getting it about And I think that's what's so great about you because, well, maybe you can share a little bit about your background, what you do professionally, but I just want to say that from that background, you would perceive you to be maybe a little bit more closed off, but you're Mm -hmm. so approachable and you relatable. You really are. Mm -hmm. So maybe tell me a bit about your career and what you do. Yes, absolutely. Before I do that though, I think we should even tell people how we met. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I love it because it's so, it's just authentic, I think, between both of us. And even when I got your message, I'm sure I got it at like the 1130 when you sent it to me. Erica's a stalker. (laughs) That's not what I thought, but I thought, oh my gosh, awesome. You know, here's someone that my message is hitting. How cool is that? And, And also too, I think where I relate with you is that we, you know, we're, we're humans, right? We, we're mothers. And even me as a therapist, as a psychologist, I'm, I'm a human first. That's Which important. is rare, though. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, you've, people typically put up that wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like that on social media as well. The thing that you said, we're human. Yes, we are human, but not everyone allows access to those sides of you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and with that being said, when you're in my therapy office, when a client's across from me, you know, my stuff is put on the shelf. My stuff's not coming into the room, but everything I do in the room with my clients is completely me. 
that it's not me putting up a wall or having a barrier. Okay, so who am I? I <laughs> would describe myself as a busy professional woman. So for me, what that means is that I'm balancing a full-time career as a psychologist and couples therapist. I'm just now a small business owner as well. And I'm also a mother and a partner. It's funny because in the background, I forgot that I wasn't recording myself, but I did a little cheer because she just opened her own practice and I'm so <laughs> proud of her for that. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the owner of Integrated Wellness. It's a new clinic in Ottawa geared towards mental health services. We just opened up this month and we're super excited to welcome practitioners to our clinic. We are growing and what I'm looking forward to in the fall is offering services that are geared towards mothers and women, um, specifically about um, offering some kind of support group. So stay tuned for that, but we're, we're called Integrated Wellness. And it's lovely. I popped into the office last week and it was just, it's so welcoming. And you know what was really cool is your, this is small and I'm a gadget person. <laughs> and I think you know what I'm going to say because it's the dorkiest thing. Again, I'm a gadget person, but you have the cool little, I don't even know, what's it called? The it's phone charger. The phone charger. It's from... from wireless. Yes. Yeah. You just, you just plop the phone on there and it char- you don't need to plug in a cable. Because we're busy and we're running to appointments and sometimes we need to just get our phone to charge to make sure that we're still connected to what we're doing outside. Which is so cool because it just shows how well you know Mm. and understand the struggles that the women you're working with deal with every day because I've never been to an office that's just had phone chargers sitting out there (laughs) waiting for you. Because how many, you need those all the time and you're busy. I have to give credit to my husband for that one. That Good was for him. His, that was his idea completely. Oh my gosh. So funny. <laughs> Such a power couple. I love it. Um, you have how many kids? So let's talk about them a little bit. Yes. I have two children. So me outside the therapy office. Um, I, my children are four and almost two. And I would say that becoming a parent is harder than completing my PhD. Oh Jesus. <laughs> That makes me feel better about myself. (laughs) That, you know, sitting and writing my dissertation, I sat in one room and I wrote about the same thing for six years and created this massive document (laughs) with multiple publications that I've never gone back to look at again. And it was hard. But parenting is the next level. Becoming a mother was the next level. All of that sounds... Wow, very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's really interesting because so often... And this is a strange example, but so often you see people on Facebook saying, well, I have no background and they sort of or no background or education or this or that. And they downplay the things they've accomplished in their Mm. lives. Mm -hmm. But becoming a mother is a massive accomplishment and it's not easy. It's hard, hard, hard work. Yes. It's incredibly hard. And it's so much of yourself. That's part of it. And so what's funny is when I was thinking about kind of talking about becoming a mom and I was reminded of the second night with my son, so my firstborn, and being an attachment researcher, I know that we all have these core needs for closeness and safety and comfort, right? The mother-child bond and how important that is for our wellness. And I was thinking back to the second night with my son, just to demonstrate how ill-prepared we are emotionally to become parents or mothers. he was crying and I paged the nurse and I said, what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong with him. And so she just unwrapped him and put him on my chest and she goes, he just needs to be close to you. And it was just that moment for me of realizing I'm not prepared. And like many people, even though I had done therapy, helping mothers before, helping pregnant women adjust, 
it was kind of that you don't know until you're in it. So interesting because so often we try to prepare ourselves for parenting and then you look back or I've looked back and I know some friends of mine look back and said, I wish I had done more to prepare. Mm. But you literally did everything you possibly could have. I mean, six years locked in a library, <laughs> writing a dissertation, <laughs> working with people who had struggled with all of these things, and yet you still found yourself struggling. Yeah, it speaks to how hard this this role is, right? This is the biggest and hardest role that you will ever, ever do in your life. And... I'm going to tie this into a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. So I asked Tracy to come here today to talk about how mothers struggle to, and I hate the word balance, but for lack of a better word, balance and juggle their adventure in the life of blogging, starting a small business, being a female entrepreneur, whatever it might be, running a business, but also simultaneously having children and taking care of things around the house, find, figuring out how to find time for yourself. And then here's the kicker. How do you help your husband or your partner or your spouse or whatever mm -hmm. your relationship might be mm -hmm. get on the same page as you about what your goals and objectives are? Because so often people are not necessarily on the same page and it can cause friction within the relationship. So I asked none other than <laughs> Dr. Tracy Dogleash to come and help us tackle that today. So maybe let, I'll give you a start with the scenario. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have a mom who's working on a busy side hustle like blogging, um, but they still have everything to do around the house. They still have all the same amount of responsibilities. None of that has been lifted. All of the kids stuff still needs to be done. They still need to get to their activities. Laundry still needs, I mean, the list we could it's a good, it's a good list, right? It's a good list. We know the yes, list. We know the list. And, and we also know that women carry a higher mental load and this has not changed. Um, we carry a lot to do and it's not just about doing all of, you know, let's say it's not just about getting the birthday gift for the birthday party right? That's a task, but it's actually about holding it in your mind that you have to go and get the birthday gift or that you have to delegate that to your partner. That's the hard part is that women are carrying this huge mental load. And I think sometimes our partners don't necessarily understand all of that. No. And, and Tracy and I have talked about how I'm not super open about my relationship with my husband. I get asked a lot if I'm a single parent because I don't <laughs> share a lot about him. Yes, I am married. Yes, I have a husband. I don't share a lot about him, but that's just because he doesn't want to be living a life on social media. So um, what I've done in advance is I've asked for uh, some examples from people online about questions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But some of the struggles are things like exactly what you said, that mental load, people aren't being taken seriously by their spouse. Their spouses mm. aren't seeing that what they're working on is a business and not just a hobby. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things. It's just adding to that mental load. I have a birthday party to go to in two weeks and who's going to buy the present for that? Mm -hmm. You likely will. Uh, I don't think <laughs> my husband even knows there's a birthday party. But maybe not. <laughs> it's, and it's not to say that it's so funny because someone, I wrote something the other day online and, um, some random troll just started instantly bashing my husband and it wasn't even, it wasn't even a gender issue. It was just something random. It was, right. but it's, I'm so protective over him because he's sure. so wonderful, but that doesn't mean that we don't think of things and process things in completely oh, different of ways. Of course. And it also doesn't mean 
that you don't struggle, right? That we can have a great partner and we can also struggle. And I think that's important even just to normalize for many people uh, is that it isn't about if you will struggle, it's when you struggle. Our relationships are hard and you are bringing two different people together who have their own upbringings, their own childhood experiences, and inevitably you both have your own thoughts, feelings, opinions, desires, wishes, and values. They're separate and they're gonna be different. And so it takes a lot of work to then bring your worlds together and be on the same page. That's such a good point. I love what you just said about it's when you'll struggle, not mm-hmm. if you'll struggle. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes a load off just yes. just hearing that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's say, for instance, we have a mom who is venturing down the road of being a blogger. Mm-hmm. She's just getting started. Maybe she just got her website up. She's getting active on her social media accounts. She's really excited and incredibly passionate about what she's doing. But here's the catch is that that's changed the dynamic in the household and it's taking time away from the things that she used to do. And now it's causing friction in the relationship. Right. So what would you say to that mom in order to decrease the amount of friction and make sure that everybody is happy? Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. So the first thing I I would want to make sure we come back to, maybe can just make a note of, is it really about making sure everyone is happy? (laughs) Because that's... That is a hard one. And if we're trying as women and individuals to make sure everybody is happy, oh, that's a lot of pressure on ourselves. And we can't guarantee other people's happiness. One of the questions that I like to ask, and this is kind of related to what you said earlier, is about, you know, if your partner views this as just a hobby. And I think it's important that we... we I've, I've always struggled on the word hobby. It, it's almost like this word is kind of in a box. It's defined. It's like, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this and it's done. Rather, what I think is more important is the question of what's important to you, what matters to you. And I wonder if that's even a way of having that conversation with your partner. What's important to you? And what that also means is it, it has weight behind it. I think sometimes... Uh, or maybe it's my own perception of the word hobby. I actually don't like the word, but it's it's not as important. Whereas when you talk about what matters to you, like what fills you up, that has weight behind it. And I wonder if a partner could then relate to that in a different way. Yeah, you're right though, because when I think of the word hobby, and it, we use it so often, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that just falls out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like I'm going to play soccer for an hour. That's a hobby. I come home. It could be. It could be, but or, it's, it's a, something that's a finite amount of time. Sure. Right? Whereas something like this blogging or being an entrepreneur or starting your own business, that's something that's not attached to a finite amount of time. That's yeah. your whole heart and soul. And it you're typically doing it because it fills you up and because you also want to make money from the family. Sure. Both of those things. So within that, I think what's important, and remember too that soccer, soccer could be a hobby, but soccer could also just be something that matters and feels good, right? Mm. We could define it as either way. But the, the important piece here is that you and your partner do not have to have the same interests to make a relationship work. You get to be two separate people. And... The most important thing in this piece between partners is about respect. I always use the example of golf. My husband is an (laughs) avid golfer. I have my own golf set as well. I'll go and do nine holes. It's not my first thing to do. 
But what's more important is that when he gets home from being on the golf course, despite it, him being away from the family for you know how long golf takes, it's a long, it's a long hobby. <laughs> it's a long hobby. It's a long thing that matters to him. Um, <laughs> that but, fills him up. So it's a long. Yeah. But I ask him, what you know? How was your swing? You know, what hole did you struggle on? What What did it feel like today? And oh, so you're such a good wife. That's me. <laughs> but I'm showing interest, right? And, yeah, and I don't think do that. That's what's important. <laughs> I think that's what's important about the blogging piece, though, is you want your partner to show an interest in it. True. And to show that they're thinking about something that means something to you. So what 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 could one do for that? So, you know, helping your partner understand that. Ask questions. The who, what, when, where, why. Help your partner understand what what blogging means to you, what it gives for you, what it does for you. What's it like for you when you connect to other people or somebody sends you that message and says, I totally relate to that. And I wonder if that's the piece that maybe sometimes our partners don't always understand. So in your mind, is it something that maybe it's setting aside time to sit down and have that conversation. So make sure the kid, I know we can't have any conversation if the kids around, the kids have to be, if it's anything that's even more serious than can you please put the plate in the dishwasher? It needs to be done when the kids aren't around. So is it just a matter of making sure the kids are gone Mm -hmm. and sitting down and answering those important questions about how it fills you up? Yes, absolutely. Um, I recommend to couples find one night a week. It doesn't have to always be the same night, but have a check-in point where there are no distractions, there are no phones. You don't have to call it a date night, or you could call it a date night, but the idea is to be able to talk about what's going on inside of you and sharing the inside stuff, like, oh, I'm really struggling on this piece that I'm writing, or you know, what else is happening in the world of blogging that you'd like to do, or you know, working with a sponsor or a product and what that looks like. But uninterrupted time and schedule that and hold yourself to it. That's, yeah, that's a really good point because we have tried to do that in the past, but we don't schedule it. So it often goes by the way. Oh, sure. Weeks go by. We're busy, right? We are busy. So it's about sitting down and talking about the who, what, when, why, where. Yeah. Um, In terms of thinking of it as a business where they're making money. Mm Mm-hmm. How would you go about changing that? And again, I'm probably not going to say this in the way that you want me to say it, but I'm going to say it from the perspective of a mom blogger looking mm-hmm. to just change their husband's perspective to get them to take you seriously. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, do you get to choose if your partner takes you seriously or not? I mean, a question to a question, a question to a question. Yeah. Psychologists are really good at doing that. (laughs) How, how, how do you get to choose that? I mean, you don't, you can let them know how you feel when something, when he, he or she does something. Um, but that, that is ultimately not what you can do. Yeah. Because I think, Hmm. And oh, do this is getting this is getting tricky in the brain. I know, and it's getting a little bit deeper. And do, do you really need your partner's validation to validate what it is that you're doing? Yes, we we want them to support us, but support might mean that they have a different opinion about it. So that's kind of more of the emotional level and the supportive level. And I think the other level that is important to talk about is also the financial implications. That's an important. Um, one to talk about because I know that I wish I had 
at the beginning had a better talk about that with my mm. husband um, because we went by. I'm very much invest in a business to make it grow. That's mm-hmm. my perspective perspective on business. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband had no idea what was going on. I wish I had had that conversation with him in the early stages. That was my mistake. But so, what would that conversation have been? Just like- <sighs> in my perspective, it should have been. I wish I had had the conversation of who, what, where, like, what are my goals? Mm. I never really expressed to him what my big picture dream was and how I was planning to get there. I think with my husband, he's so supportive. He just wants to be in the loop. And I know this, Mm -hmm. but sometimes, again, time gets away from us and kids are screaming and then people get sick or whatever, life. And those conversations got left out. So I wish I'd had those conversations at the beginning. So so, what would you tell someone about that So. What is it that you're wanting to do? Help your partner understand what is it that you're wanting to do. What's the time commitment? So if, if earlier you said, you know, where all of the same demands are there, what's the time commitment and how can your partner help you with some of that? Because you're not going to be able to do it all. It might mean that you're having to outsource something. It might mean that your partner might have to pick up the slack on something else or you're completely letting go of something. Oh, that sounds great. What? Sure. I, yeah. I, I mean, it could, well, it could be, maybe it's, well, actually here's a good example. So, um, now like I feel as though we've gotten a good handle on it now, but I want to avoid people going through what we went through. Cause I've been at it this now for two and a half years and mm. we struggled with it for those years, but we're finally at a place where we're on the same page. Do, and do you think it's reasonable to even expect that you could be on the same page right at the start? Cause I'm even thinking about, okay, so what's your responsibility? And if I'm going into, let's even just take my own Instagram account. When I started it, I didn't know what it was going to look like. And I even downplayed it. And so my partner would ask to be like, yeah, no, no, just not taking up so much time. Yeah, no, not taking up so much time. Right. <laughs> and, and then it started to grow, but I had, it was my job, my responsibility to get him on the same page as me. So I had to start sharing with him. I have to put some of this into my schedule. And so, for example, we're often off on Mondays together because of the way our schedules look, but it wasn't, it was no longer me being off on Monday. That's actually a work day for me where I'm planning my media engagements and planning my writings or engaged in doing writing or podcasting. So it, it does look like managing expectations. You said something really interesting there. You said it's Monday is now a work day mm-hmm. where I think this has been the big change and shift that I've made myself personally is I now, when I talk to people about what I'm doing, I refer to it as work. It is work. I before always just said, oh, I'm just blogging or I'm just this. I'm just that. I'm just, right? Exactly. So it. It's awful. And I wonder, and so that makes me think too, though, I, some people might even minimize it when they talk to their partners. Like, oh, you know, I oh, just I totally wrote do. this post, <laughs> right? Like, I just did this. And so then to, to their credit, they don't know how important it is to you, right? So here's that language again, like what matters, what fills you up? Are you sharing that excitement piece with your partner? It's so true. I've absolutely minimized it for everybody all over the years because mm-hmm. it's just this, it's just that. But now I say I have to go up to my office and I have to work. And you know what the really cool thing is? Is that, so we do a funny thing. We're not, um, my husband goes to work. We tell our daughter, Aubrey, she's our toddler. She's almost four. We say, oh, daddy's going to work to make money for the family. And it's just something we've, for, it's, there's no really rationale behind mm-hmm. it. It's just something we've said yeah. over the years. But now when I go up to my office, she goes, mommy, are you going up to your office to make money for the family? Yes. Right. And it's your, so your cool. Role, your role is important, right? right? You are contributing. 
But you're right. It's, it was my responsibility. It was my change that I was able to shift how I thought of it mm-hmm. and how I presented it to other people. We forget to do that with our partners. We, we kind of think we're just like, we're just going along, yeah. right? We forget that they're, they don't think the same way we do. And, and then, so what that means also too is, is negotiating, right? A lot of what we do with our partners is around negotiating and finding a way to make something work for both of you. So one of the things I like to say is you're not right and you're not wrong, but your partner's not right or not wrong. So we have to find a way to exist together. And what are we going to do to make that space? So I'm sitting in front of Erica, drawing my (laughs) arms around in a circle. How do we co-create this space together, right? So if that's, you know, I have something really pressing I have to do tonight. Can you do the bath while I go and do that? Do the bath with kids and I'll go do that. Then yeah. And maybe the next night it's, I've got soccer. I can't be home. Okay, I've got bath, right? So you got to be on the same page. You have to create that space together. It's so funny that you use that example because that's what we do often, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the deal is, the compromise is that my husband will go do double bath time and double bedtime. I'll finish off, let's say, some contract work or something that's that warrants him doing the double bath time. Mm-hmm. Something It's usually typically related to client work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the compromise is that we meet after and have a date and watch like YouTube or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not We don't watch YouTube together. Netflix. <laughs> that other streaming service out there. <laughs> There's also some great YouTube stuff too. Apparently, apparently people stream through... I don't know. Do you do this? Do you ever go through YouTube and just like scroll through the feed on YouTube? No, I never do that either. My husband does that. Yeah. I think it's because he (laughs) has more (laughs) disposable time. (laughs) So he, he uses YouTube differently than I do. Whereas I go to just one video or to an account. A specific account. Or I don't ever argue that your disposable time, air quotes, disposable time. Oh god, is, is, is that you go on Instagram or whatever that looks like, right? So touche, <laughs> touche. Actually, that's a re- yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I should talk to you every day. <laughs> we'll have to I have, already feel so we'll refreshed. Have to have our life, our live check-ins. <laughs> oh my gosh, my husband's gonna love you. Okay, so let should, should we? I'm debating about the, where to go in this, so I'll go in one spot. So he, here's the thing. You guys don't have to agree on everything. It's okay if your partner disagrees with you, but you've got to find a way to make it work for both of you. So that's about renegotiating roles. And sometimes, you know, linking back to that mental load, sometimes our partners don't even know what it is. So the example I gave for my husband was, um, you know, it's his niece's birthday. He knows it's her birthday, but doesn't remember to buy the card. Or I'm the one that's got the list, right? So we have to get our partners on the same page to help them understand what it is that we're doing. But here's something really important is that underneath all of the communication skills we have or that we need to learn, right? Communication is a skill. We have to learn how to do it and we struggle nowhere in our education do they teach us how to talk using eye language, how to emotionally validate people, how to be assertive. Those aren't skills we teach each other. But What's important is that we come back to that the thing that we all have, these core needs and longings. And that is that we long to know that we are important and that we matter to our significant other. We need to know that our partners will be there for us when we are feeling uncertain or anxious or struggling. And it's not just about physically being there, but are they responsive? Are they engaged with us? That's really important. So when I hear someone say, 
you never ask about my blogging. Let's just say that's something that someone might say. My partner never asks about my blogging. What I hear underneath that is, I need to know I matter to you. And one of the ways I feel this is when you ask about my blogging, I need you to ask me to show an interest in it. And you can do this by saying, you know, have, you know, giving examples to your partner, what, what, your part, what lets you know that your partner's thinking about you. Oh, so good. It's so true though, because how often do you hear, and I'm sure you hear this example all the time as well, even just from the very basic bare bones example of your husband or partner or spouse, whatever is sitting on the couch and you're talking to them and they're on their phone and they're just, mm-hmm, yeah, hmm. I want them to put the phone down you don't and look me in the eyes. In that moment. I want to, I want to overrank the random Facebook scroll. Sure. Right. Of course. So from the perspective of getting them to understand that. So I want to just take a really quick step back because you had a good example of getting your spouse to understand the mental load for women specifically. Yes. And you use the example of going to a birthday and getting the card or present or whatnot. How can you really help spouse? But, and like, we're going to just take the perspective of a man and woman because it's probably the Mm -hmm. most generic. I know where this question is going and I love it. Keep going. (laughs) But just how can you help them understand how hard and how heavy Mm -hmm. that mental load is? I've tried. Okay. I don't know that they'll yeah. ever understand. So they might never. Sometimes um, it is about explaining. So being able to explain what it's like for you, right? I'm so tired today. I've done all these things. This is exhausting. So that's one piece. The other piece is where are you over-functioning in the relationship? And this is something that I see a lot of women in my office do. Women are the over-functioners in the emotional work in a relationship and the housework of a relationship. So managing household and the to-dos and you know buying toilet paper and deodorant for everybody, or right? But we're yeah. over-functioners, which means we carry it. And the, the, so I like to use the analogy of two bubbles. So imagine you're in a square room and you each start out with two equal size bubbles, okay? Mm-hmm. Now your bubble starts to get bigger when you say, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I can do that. Your bubble gets bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger. Is it your partner's fault that their bubble got small? Mm, I don't know. Maybe they offered and you said, no, no, I can do that. I'll help. Right. But (laughs) how can we pull back our bubble and stop over-functioning? The example I like to use is my husband (laughs) taking our daughter to the doctors for the first time. So my second child, and she's very attached to mommy and we have a very special bond. And so it's much harder for him to be as the, the sole parent at times. So Normally what I would do is I would pack up the diaper bag and make sure there's food and make sure there's milk and toys. And I told him, I can't do the doctor's appointment. And I didn't do anything. I didn't prepare it. I didn't get out clothing, change a diaper, nothing. And he did it. And he did it just fine. He survived. Everybody survived. And he came back. And this is the best thing. He said, I didn't have enough food, so that's important to know for next time. But imagine, though, here I am, the typical overfunctioner, like most women, mm-hmm. and I'm doing all of this. Where is the opportunity for him to learn this? That's true. So learning to step back. That's our role, right? So here you are listening to this podcast. What's <laughs> your role? You can learn to step back. You don't have to do it all. And I'm not saying that this would be easy. I felt so guilty for not packing that bag. Mom guilt. We experience it. It's hard, but if there's something you feel guilty about, I encourage you to try doing it to help deal with that guilt. 
No, and it's so funny that you said paper bag example because that's the, especially for I mean it's funny because for a second child it's a bit different but for first child I've had so many text threads with friends about how <laughs> horribly husbands have packed diaper bags yeah or how they even just don't bring them yeah. they just go out with a baby with nothing sure it happens <laughs> but then guess what they survive they survive it and guess what they bring next time they I bring do. the diaper bag if they need it if they that's, <laughs> they're adults they're grown-ass men yes. they can choose to, they exactly. can figure it out they'll probably call their mom if you're gone but that's their problem-solving solution. <laughs> right. They survived. Okay, so let's go back to talking about money. Because not only is it one of the biggest challenges in marriage <laughs> alone. Yes. But then... In the top four. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That's not surprising yeah, at all. So uh, kids, money, sex, in-laws, extended family. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, party. Yeah, that sounds, <laughs> sounds like a whole mess of stress. So money. Money mm-hmm. is in the top four... But let's say you are a mom who's starting out a blog. Maybe you're on mat leave. Mm-hmm. So money is even more challenging. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're working full time yeah. and you have more disposable income. Yeah. But whatever it is, you're throwing an extra wrench into it. You're making things that much more complicated. Mm. How the hell do you tackle money when you're starting a business? It's really hard. Um, and it comes back to how have you agreed to manage your finances together. So there are lots of different ways that couples will do this. One is um, you have your own separate pots and then you have the, you put money into the family, right? Um, and if that's the case, then it is your own pot that you're spending that money from. If it's the yours, mine, and ours, then perhaps when you start from all your money goes together, regardless of how much is going in there, right? Because if you're on maternity leave, it's a different example. You are home caring for baby um but what amount of money does each person get each month that's just one example of how you might set up your finances what amount of money does each person get each month um, to be able to spend on what they want and remember the question i asked earlier is what is important to you so if one partner you know it's really important that they go do hockey or they're painting you know that's money being spent there and so what about the money's being spent in your area or again if it's ours right again talking about where can we put money and sitting down and being open with that the thing to consider with this i think is really important is your return on investment And I don't mean that in just a money sense. Now, maybe it is later down the road that there might be some revenue generated from it. But I am also talking about personal satisfaction. There's a lot to be said about the investment in our personal wellness. So it's not always financial, but it can be, you know, are you a better mother during the day? Are you a better partner when you are engaged in doing something that matters to you? That's an interesting one, I find, because that can go both ways from the perspective of being an entrepreneur and starting a business or a Mm. blog often is filling, can be filling you up, but also causing you stress and anxiety. You have to balance that, right? You have to find a way to cope with both of that and to not, not burn yourself out. Okay. So really it goes, it's going back to budgeting and being transparent about finance. Yeah, and remember that it might not be something your partner completely agrees with, but what's workable? What what can you guys do together? So again, going back to is everyone happy? Everyone doesn't need to be perfectly happy. You just no. need to be clear 
about mm-hmm. the expectations. Sure, and, and what's reasonable, right? I mean, that's going to be different for everybody. That um, are are you cutting out uh, food for the family? You know, maybe there's a different way that you can shop for groceries, um, or maybe you cut one of your extra services that you have. Or, you know, I know I enjoyed going for coffee out on my maternity leave just because that was something so good for me to get out of the house. But maybe that's something that's kind of let go of, right? So where's the wiggle room from both sides? So funny because I was a avid Starbuckser. <laughs> and it was always the leverage that I would use when I wanted anything. I would say, well, I'll cut out my Starbucks this and because I spent enough at Starbucks that it balanced out to basically just about anything else. Yeah. Um, but it was what I gave up and it was what I sacrificed to show that I was really serious because I loved my drive through Starbucks with the crying kids so much. Sure. It's that, it's that mental break for you, right? It's the mom break for you. It's the, the you filling up parts of you or recharging your battery so you can keep going for the rest of the day. Absolutely. It's funny because I would spend a lot of my cars listening to your podcast, actually. (laughs) Um, And we'll share the links after this as well to that. But just so you guys know, too, what we finally figured out for our finances was that we um, now we've always we chose at the beginning of our relationship to combine our finances. So we're all in one big pot. We all just add to it with Mm -hmm. everything and then pay for everything out of that pot. Mm -hmm. But the challenge was, was when the business starts yes what amount of that pot do I get to pull from right right so now fortunately I'm at the stage where I've set up a business account and the pot for business stuff is the business account and if I have to dip into the family pot at all it's a conversation that we have hey or it's like a sneaky paypal account every once in a while depending (laughs) on how serious I need it not sneaky at all (laughs) strategic and smart so coming back you said earlier one of the about balance one of the phrases that always stays with me around you know motherhood being a professional um trying to do it all and balance so I I agree I don't I don't you like the word balance but what I do like is you can have it all but sometimes you can't have it all at the same time oh I love that Right, so it's not we're never fully balancing things because I don't know what that looks like. But you can have it all, you can do it all. But sometimes you can't do it all at the same time. Some things have to go. It's true because again, yeah, I hate the word balance because it's not. It implies that you're getting everything you want all at the same time, and that you you just figured it all out. And I don't think any of us can no can fully be there. No, it's not possible. There aren't enough hours in the day mm-hmm. for that to happen. But oh, that's an interesting mindset. I really like that. It's very, it's, it's helps unweight a little bit because it may mean that when you're thinking about from the perspective of blogging with your spouse, maybe, you know, one night you don't work and you hang out with your partner mm-hmm. or one night, Hey, maybe you ask them to pick up the, sorry, poor example, pick up the slack. I mean, to step in and take over one of your duties so that mm-hmm. you can go do some work. Yeah. And that's, that's. What word would you use for balance instead of so, it? So what I like what to would ask you is, it with? what do I need right now? This is one of my favorite uh, questions. What do I need right now? And, and the story I like to use around that is actually around bath time with my children. So I I don't tend to do bath time because I am I nurse my daughter still at night. And so that is a weight on me. And I found that when I was doing bath time and doing bedtime and doing story time, it was just becoming a lot for me at the end of the day. And instead of it being a fixed rule that I never do bath time, instead I say, what do I need right now? 
Do I need to sit in the bathroom and be the four of us doing bath time? Or do I need to take this moment to recharge? Or do I need to, you know, get this piece done and send that out and that would feel really good? So instead of trying to find rules um, or things that must be, ask yourself, what do I need right now? What would feel good for me in this moment? What happens if you both, and I'm assuming it goes both ways in your marriage. Um, what happens if you both have something that you need right now, mm-hmm. but they're conflicting? Mm-hmm. You have to try to find a way to negotiate. It's just yeah. who trumps who? Who's at that who, one who time? Is, who's at the highest right now, right? <laughs> Especially when it comes to children. Who's ready to snap first? <laughs> yeah, right. Who looks like they're going to have a mental breakdown? That person goes and takes what they need. Is that who, just how you operate? Yeah, of course, right? Yeah. Who needs the break? Like, who's got the most importance for the need of the break at that moment? You both can't win, right? You both can't have it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's called pre-children. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, all the people out there who don't have children, but it's true. Um, okay, so really, let like, I mean, let's take it back to the beginning. The per, Many people out there are struggling with how to manage their blog, their business, and that relationship with their spouse. Uh So just to sort of summarize, we're getting into just sitting down and having some one-on-one open dialogue and really from a female's perspective, I would say almost oversharing because often we're probably not saying everything we need to be saying. Yeah. Right. And then for money, your biggest tip, what would that be? When it comes to money is... Hmm, I think that would have to be around transparency and negotiation. And that's hard, right? It's really easy for me to sit here and say negotiate, but if our partners are not willing to do that with us, it can be a really hard thing. Um, There are lots of tools that you can do to learn how to work things out with your partner. So for example, one of my recent posts was about six steps to resolve conflict. And they are six key things that will help you talk about something difficult. So things like having a soft startup, right? So that is using I language. I want to talk about this. This is something that's important to me. I'm really struggling with how this is going. Um, It could also be things like accepting influence. So sometimes, even though we know what we want uh, and what we think we need, maybe it is about letting our partner show us a different way. Remember what I said earlier, you're not always right and you're not always wrong. You're not right or wrong. Um, repairing things. So when things get too heated in the moment, um, go back. We all say heated, nasty things. We throw in the whole kitchen sink when we're having an argument, right? We all get there sometimes, but it's never too late to go back and repair something. Uh, Take a step back when things get too heated. We know that as a um, couple that our nervous systems will go into overdrive when we're in a hot discussion. And we need to be able to pause that and come back to it later. Otherwise, it's not productive. Um, Soothing yourself and the other person. And actually, when I'm working with couples, a lot of the work I do is when we talk about hard stuff is we talk about what what could be soothing. Could, Could you reach for your partner's hand in this moment and hold their hand while you talk about something hard? Could you take slow breaths? Could you even concentrate on looking at each other in the eye while you share something hard? Uh, compromise. Again, that's another big word, but remembering you are not right, you are not wrong, but what's going to work for both of you? Not right and not wrong is a radical perspective change. Isn't it? In my mind, Mm -hmm. because I love being right. Mm -hmm. So many of us Uh, do. (laughs) Right? It validates us. Imagine 
being in a world where I just wasn't right or wrong ever. I was just, what would I be instead? What works for you is different than what works for someone else. Ugh. Head exploding emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So I think that gives people a really great start mm-hmm. into how to have that conversation with their mm-hmm. partner or spouse. Do you have any one tip or final thing you want to leave the moms listening to this with how they can broach the topic? Nobody can do it all. And to remember that you truly are doing the best that you can, whether that is uh, blogging or as a mother or as a partner, just remembering that you're okay, you're doing your best, and that you're not the only one struggling. Between your soothing voice and the words that you just (laughs) said, I feel, and I hope that you all feel as well right now, so reassured. I feel so optimistic about any step I take forward now. Mm. So thank you. I really Mm -hmm. appreciate that. You have something really cool and exciting coming up. I do. I want you guys to tell them about that. Yeah. So I am super excited because I have teamed up with one of my excellent colleagues and we are releasing an e-course for busy professional women. It's coming out in the next month. And it is geared to help women, not just professional women, but all women thrive in their busy life. And it is, you know, so often a large part of my practice is seeing women and mothers. And there are so many common things that women say, things like I'm overwhelmed. I'm trying to hold it responsible for everybody. There's just so much to juggle. Um, And oftentimes a lot of my clients ask, am I doing the right thing? They want to know, am I doing the right thing? Or there's so much stress, but they're doing stuff that really matters to them and they don't know how to balance it. So I've teamed up with another great psychologist to provide an e-course to help women um, use some great tools to help them um, continue doing what is important to them and to still maintain their world. Oh, that sounds perfect. And I'm assuming we'll get the link up for everyone listening once yes. that goes live as yeah. well. Uh, and where can people find you in order to actually, you should go follow her on Instagram because she's amazing <laughs> on Instagram. Again, she speaks to my soul, but where can people find you if they want to touch base about the e-course yeah. or even work with you at your Absolutely. clinic? Absolutely. So you can find me at drtracyd.com. Tracy is T-R-A-C-Y. And you can feel free to send me a message there or you can head over to Instagram and send me a DM on Instagram at dr.tracyd. I'm always responding to DMs. It's what fills me up. I love connecting with people. It's been one of the things that I love most about being um, outside of the therapy room, which is one of my key missions is taking what I do in therapy and making it more accessible for people sounds great and you you truly live it in everything that you thank do you. so thank you again so much for joining me today it was lovely chatting in my living room it was <laughs> wonderful <laughs> erica thank you so much for inviting me here and it was so cool to just be able to kind of flip that role because the last time you were in my living room i know yeah it's great it's funny how things changed look at yes. we've come so far look at us and and the, the weather is sunny there's not snow in the ground like last time it's true it's great well thank you thanks 
So if you're enjoying these podcast episodes, I would love for you to go over to iTunes and subscribe, or if you're feeling really keen to leave a review, because reading those reviews truly do make my day. If you're feeling a little bit less ambitious, you can go over and stack me on Instagram on my blog account at mum.break, or you can follow along for some tips and tricks on this podcast account at momblogging unplugged. Awesome, guys. I hope you have a fantastic day.